Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Hey, Sally Cohn has a brand new book out. It's called The Opposite of Hate, A Field Guide to Repairing Our Humanity. And I'm struggling with her introduction. So I think what I'll do is solicit her advice in that regard. Hey, Sally. Hi. How are you? So here's what what I was going to say. I was going to say, you know Sally Cohn from her extensive work on MSNBC, Fox News, and CNN. And then the part of your bio that I'm tripping over is where it says she's one of the leading progressive voices in America. Because... If I say that, then half the audience is poisoned against you. Half is poisoned for you. <laughs> well, but don't say I, that if you don't want to. Well, I, what I would rather say is she has written a book about which Sarah Silverman and Sean Hannity can agree. I mean, then it leaves That's, them in doubt. Say that. I just did. Okay, great. So this is Sally Cohn. And now that we've gotten <laughs> through the introduction, uh, let me ask this. Who was Sticky Vicky and what was your beef? Oh man, what if I had no beef? All right. Um, uh, yeah. So when I was in fifth grade, I, uh, well, I mean, actually, through all of elementary school, I was a bully. 
And, I mean, there's no two ways about it. That's That was the right term. Um, and one of the people I picked on the most, who actually a lot of kids and even teachers picked on, was a kid who, you know, in our class who was just plainly pretty disturbed, struggling with some issues and challenges. And, you know, I, who as a grown-up, think of myself as a relatively good, kind, compassionate person, instead of helping this kid who needed help in life, plainly, made her life a living hell um, and have regretted it ever since. And it was one of the reasons why I went back to try to understand why is it that people who even think of themselves as good can do such awful things? And where is this dynamic of hate in our world and otherizing and, and treating other people and groups of people badly? Where does it come from? You didn't find her. You, you searched for her. You hired a private investigator. But what, what would you have done if you had found her? Oh, I did find her. I mean, we, we ended up corresponding. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, uh, and she did not forgive me. I mean, in a nutshell, really? I'll let people I'll let people read the book, but she did not forgive me. What she basically said was that I have to pay it forward. That the way to make amends, damn, wow. is is I have to like you know uh, not do it again and teach others not to, which honestly is one of the uh, you know core motivations and, and work. I hope that my book does in the world is is part of that, uh, for me, part of making amends. I'm going to play a, a piece of sound in a moment, but I want you to define terms in a way that we can all understand. What is implicit bias? And then I'll roll it. Mm. So implicit bias, so it, as it, it's easiest to contrast it with explicit bias. So when we think of racism, sexism, we think of these explicit conscious bigots, right? Who mean to and are aware of discriminating against, demeaning, treating other groups of people as less than. And one of the great things about our country at this moment is we've realized that that, that by and large is a bad thing. We're publicly ashamed to do it. It's a, it, we've moved in the direction imperfectly, slowly away from explicit hate. Implicit bias and I, I, which I do think is a kind of hate because it has the same root in our nation and our in our society's history and habits, is the unconscious version of that. It's still the you know you can't grow up in the United States, for instance, given the history we have and still the inequities we see when you turn on the television, when you look at wealth, when you look at power, when you look at who runs businesses, etc. You can't do that. Uh, and, and you can't grow up and not have certain ideas that are baked into our society about racial inequality, about gender inequality, uh, it, certain and, and that, which, by the way, we all have. It's one of the things that, uh, you know, black cops and white college kids have in common. We all have this unconscious bias. And by the way, and, you you've anticipated my next question. It's it's in the nurture category, right? Nature versus nurture. This is not something innate. Not at all. So the habit or, or tendency or ability to otherize, 
tribalism, if you will. That is evolved. That is baked into our, it's hardwired into our uh, psychology, our neuroscience as human beings. Over, you know, that, that's, if you believe in evolution, that is a capacity we have evolved uh, to have a preference for our own and be suspicious of the other. Uh, and, but who we hate, we have learned. Who we hate is taught to us, again, consciously or unconsciously, by history, habits, society, culture. So there's not some part of our DNA that makes us racist. There's not, uh, you know, some neuron in our amygdalas that programs us for Islamophobia or anti-Semitism. That is learned. That is society's coding uh, that is written into or, or onto, mapped onto uh, our, our brain, our biology, our psychology, and the good news is it means we can unlearn it. So I want you to hear something. It's a minute long. This is, you write about this in the book, The Opposite of Hate. This is the first presidential debate. Lester Holt mm. has asked Hillary Clinton a question about implicit bias. Roll it. Lester, I think implicit bias is a problem for everyone, not just police. I think, unfortunately, too many of us in our great country um, jump to conclusions about each other. And therefore, I think we need all of us to be asking hard questions about, you know, why am I feeling this way? But when it comes to policing, since it can have literally fatal consequences, I have said in my first budget we would put money into that budget to help us deal with implicit bias by retraining a lot of our police officers. I've met with a group of very distinguished, experienced police chiefs a few weeks ago. They admit it's an issue. They've got a lot of concerns. Mental health is one of the biggest concerns because now police are having to handle a lot of really difficult mental health problems on the street. They want support. They want more training. They want more assistance. And I think the federal government could be in a position where we would uh, offer and provide that. How'd she do, Sally? You know, I think, I mean, once we get to the level of solution, that's a, a different conversation. But what's, what's important is, you know, we're still, what I find frustrating, to be honest, is we're still at a point as a nation where we are arguing about whether unconscious or implicit bias is a real thing, despite uh, research after research after research, as well as evidence of its impact. When you look at the fact that black kids get suspended from elementary school for the same uh, infractions as white kids, when you look at, and then you, you fast forward to differential rates of incarceration, sentencing, arrest, etc., despite equal behaviors. So it, it's, it's, it, it's disturbing to me. And, and this is part of, I think, the reason why is this because it's become a partisanized issue insofar as a lot of conservatives I know think that the conversations about implicit or unconscious bias are a, a sort of code for another way to beat up on conservatives as racist. And it's actually not. And one of the things I try very hard to do in my book is point out that this truly is all of us. When I say all of us, I mean even I mean me too. So this is that we, you can't, it's like breathing the air. You grow up in the United States of America in this moment in time, you are going to have 
these biases, and we have not addressed them in part because we can't even agree that we have them. Uh, and and to me, I'd like us to. I moved past that, and I thought what Hillary Clinton said was generally in the right direction. You say that we all hate and we are all biased uh, from your book. In the 25 years the Pew Research Center has surveyed Republicans and Democrats about how they view the other party, the majority of respondents in both parties answered very unfavorable for the first time in 2016. More than half of Democrats, 55 percent, say the Republican Party makes them afraid while 49% of Republicans say the same thing about the Democratic Party, the poll found, and just under half of the members of both parties say that the other party makes them feel angry. Before you leave me, give me some good news. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think, you know, look, for every dark cloud, there's a silver lining, right? We all have, to me, the takeaway, uh, biggest takeaway from my book is that we all have this capacity for good and evil. When I traveled around the world, meet, you know, meeting former terrorists and former neo-Nazis and people who participated in genocide. I, I was honestly torn apart by the capacity for cruelty that we have as human beings. It's really, um, I, I knew it from a distance when I got up close. It was worse than I imagined. On the other hand, you meet people who have, and I tell the stories of people who have left the most extreme kinds of hate behind. So forget partisanship. We're t- I mean, who, who stopped being neo-Nazis, who stopped being terrorists, and are now peace activists. And you realize that we as human beings also have the incredible capacity for kindness, for seeing the best in others we, that we want everyone to see in ourselves. So to me... Look, it doesn't matter if it's the worst moment in history. It doesn't matter really, I, you know, which side does it, what doesn't. Just we have to stop. We can still, we should, we should still believe in our differences and our disagreements. I think they are what make us and our country great. And we can, we can hold those differences and disagreements and express them without demeaning and dehumanizing each other, without characterizing each other as monsters. Uh, unworthy of the kindness, dignity, and and equality that we ourselves, I think, are all so desperate for. Can can I just give you my Rotten Tomatoes review critique real quick? Oh, please. I like it all. The, The one thing missing, I thought, was a recognition and assessment of how the livelihoods of so many today are dependent upon keeping the status quo going. There, there are institutional mm. forces at play, and many of them are media-based, that mm. people are laughing all the way to the bank by making us hate more. And that needs to be addressed. So those are my two cents. Yeah. Now, I, 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 talked, I touched on that a little bit, but you're right. I think that's a whole separate... Uh, maybe you and I should collaborate on book two. Maybe, maybe that'll be the opposite of hate book two. You know, it could be like the Rocky series. <laughs> Hey, Thanks Sally, I wish, conversation, man. I wish you all good things with the book. It's titled The Opposite of Hate, A Field Guide to Repairing Our Humanity. Sally Cohn, uh, with a K, is the author. Good stuff. Thank You're you, Sally. Best. Thank you. Thanks. You're the best. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. 
Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hey, uh, TC. Yes, sir. So um, I'm a little embarrassed about one thing, and that is that she told the story about terrorizing Sticky Vicky at the outset. Yeah. And and I I completely ignored how it ended. Which is, as she describes in the book, she reaches out for Sticky Vicky. And then she hears back. Can you back, just call her Vicky? She hears back from Vicky. Thank you. 
Her message to me through Facebook was tense, even strained. She said she didn't remember me and wasn't sure if she was the person I was seeking, though, of course, I had no doubt it was her. And then she wrote, I've debated if I should respond to this. And I think I should, if only to keep you from hurting others. So Vicky doesn't remember her. But she responds nonetheless and says, messages such as this cannot absolve you of your past actions. The only way to do that is to improve the world, prevent others from behaving in similar ways, and foster compassion. Which isn't forgiveness, but is exactly the connection I needed, says Sally. Did, did Vicky have the right response when Sally reaches out those many years later? Is there a right response? I mean, think from from Sally's description, just from what I'm hearing, and I have not read the book, she was not alone in tormenting this girl. Like it was she Correct. was a, she was a target. So imagine that child. I mean, this is unfortunately the kids we read about in the news that hurt themselves or others, if that's the case. So I, you know. I don't I don't know the answer to that, Michael. I'm so lucky that I don't know the answer to that. You know what I mean? I don't know what it's like to hold that kind of um, resentment, anger, uh, you know, in my heart for 40 years. That's terrible. My heart, my heart breaks for Vicky. Breaks. Do you want to know what she did to her? Yeah. She's 10 years old. It's in the middle of the school day. She's in the hallway, fifth grade, cla- fifth grade classrooms. The classroom doors are all closed. Students are burbling behind them. The bell's about to ring, and soon the hall will thunder with kids. But right now, it's just me standing in the quiet corridor with its ugly army green tiled walls and those floors that screech when you drag your sneakers just so, waiting with a pen in one hand and a clipboard in the other. I don't remember how I managed to get out of class. Maybe I asked to go to the bathroom. I must have seen Vicky go and followed her because I had a plan. Mm. Using the Apple IIe my mom had at home, I had hunted and pecked out a quote-unquote survey about shampoo preference. At the top, it asked, what kind of shampoo do you use? And then offered a list of possible responses with a space next to each for a tick mark tally. I'd printed it out and carefully folded and torn off the edges of the dot matrix paper. I can picture this whole thing Mm -hmm. so that it would look official. Everyone called her Sticky Vicky. Looking back, I know her life must have been difficult. She clearly didn't bathe very often. Maybe she had no one loving or capable enough at home to make sure she took care of herself. I didn't think of that then. I just knew that Sticky Vicky smelled, which was only one of the ways that Sticky Vicky was different. Mm. She goes on and tells you more about it. There I am in the hallway with my pen, my clipboard, holding my pen like a precise and official-looking person, like I was conducting some kind of study for science class. Sticky Vicky comes out of the bathroom. I ask her, what champagne, champagne, Jesus, where's my head? What shampoo she uses, white rain, she says, white rain shampoo. I can't remember the name of my fifth grade teachers, a single book I read that year or any other year in elementary school, like what I ate back then what movies i watched or what street my best friend lived on but what i remember is that vicky told me she used white rain shampoo like she said it 10 seconds ago wow as i got her answer the bell rings the hallway fills up and i start shouting sticky vicky uses white rain shampoo sticky vicky uses white rain shampoo all the kids laugh some point at her and that's where my memory ends Mm. So she seeks her out these many years later, and Vicky doesn't want to hear it. 
Interesting that Vicky doesn't remember it. Maybe Vicky was tormented so often that fear it's, it's all a uh, yeah. it's all a blur. Wow. You wonder how many adults are walking around with that kind of uh, baggage and, you know, from being children who were who were bullied. And hey, it's interesting I, uh, that Sally knows. Sally's like, I was a bully. There was no way around it. You know, that's I don't what I, I don't regard myself as having been a bully. I know that I acted inappropriate with classmates through the years, but but not not in any way like this. But but that story does remind me of a girl that I went to junior high school with who was tormented. And I didn't participate in the tormenting, but I regret not having come to her aid. Right. I can picture her. I know the nickname and I didn't do anything about it. Mm. I didn't participate in it, but I uh, could you have could you I have stayed on the Were sidelines you sort of quote unquote cool enough that you could have you could have uh, stopped it because, you know, there is that, you know, it's got to be the kind of kid. I, that I don't can I don't know. I don't sway know. Sway opinion. Sally Cohn says we all hate. And are all biased. And we all have some form of implicit bias. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.